This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. To get a front row seat to American agriculture, sign up for American Farm Bureau's free e-newsletter at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Congress returns to Washington this week with a pair of major spending bills top of mind. The outlook for additional coronavirus relief legislation has not necessarily improved in recent weeks, despite a clearer election picture and a bipartisan, bicameral agreement that more should be done. There's also the matter of an omnibus spending bill to fund the government through the rest of the 2021 fiscal year. The government is currently running on a continuing resolution that expires December 11th, and leaders of both chambers seem to be in agreement that a bill can and should be produced before then that would fund the government. There's more on the state of play for both bills in our Washington Week Ahead on agripulse.com. Also on Agripulse today, the second installment of our sustainability series takes a look at one of the trickiest parts of the carbon market conversation, measurement. Some lawmakers on Capitol Hill are pushing the idea of a carbon market where producers could be paid for their sequestration efforts, and there's also support in the ag community. But such a setup would require reliable metrics, and those are still in the works. Steve Davies has more in his story on the subject, and Hannah Pagel has a video exploring some of the practices farmers are using at agripulse.com. As Washington prepares to work on the next farm bill in the upcoming Congress, a House Ag Committee Democrat wants to see support for nutrition programs in the legislation. Abigail Spanberger recently won a second term in Congress to represent her central Virginia district. Speaking on this week's open mic, she said she believes there will be strong support for nutrition programs from her side of the aisle. And recognizing that at times there is a challenge push and pull, but I do think it's correct that on the Agriculture Committee, the you know the very committee that has jurisdiction over our nation's agricultural sector, the people who actually produce our nation's food, that that is the appropriate and correct place for us to also have conversations about where we support those who, who need additional support in, in feeding themselves and feeding their families. She says the coronavirus pandemic offered a case study on support for nutrition programs in Congress. We've seen during COVID that we have worked with USDA to reduce some of the red tape that would allow that has allowed schools to a lot more flexibility to keep students fed. I think, you know, just a note of how this can be bipartisan and how it is, back in September, I was among those who really helped push through an amendment in the continuing resolution that funded the government that did just that. It ensured that, you know, USDA had plenty of authority and ability to get food to our nation's children. The Farm Bill has long pulled support from nutrition and production to bring it across the finish line. And Spanberger says she'd like to see that continue. To hear her thoughts on more farm policy subjects, including agriculture's role in fighting climate change, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Finally today, harvest around the country is nearly complete. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Most farmers across the U.S. should be wrapped up with harvest by next week. According to USDA, 95% of corn has been harvested. This is ahead of the five-year average of 87%. Soybean harvest is 96% complete and ahead of the five-year average of 93%. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says the rest of this week looks like nearly wide-open weather for the Midwest to finish harvest. Certainly for the western Corn Belt areas, that should allow most producers to complete all harvest activities before Thanksgiving. Some of the eastern areas, including Ohio, we're still waiting for some of the crops to dry down in the field. I mean, when the weather's been pretty open, there's no sense in paying for propane to dry those crops. So just waiting for some drying 
He says this week looks fine, but a familiar cycle of erratic weather will return. We're going to see warming weather followed by storminess, and that'll occur during the weekend. And it'll turn cooler, and then we'll head back into a warmer pattern just before Thanksgiving. In a nutshell, for the eastern area, still trying to wait for dry down and harvest. Looks great for this week, but deteriorating conditions for the weekend and then improving again right in advance of Thanksgiving. Rippey says there are only a few pockets of wet fields in the east as the remnants of Tropical Storm Ada made its way through the Ohio Valley late last week. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Today's drive time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. To get a front row seat to American agriculture, sign up for American Farm Bureau's free e-newsletter at fb.org. That's all for today's drive time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.